to episode 47 of Wing Sauce, the Alexei Marchenko edition. And uh, this is, it's been quite a, uh, quite a refreshing beginning because we're starting in, in the morning. So I got a nice cup of coffee and uh, I miss doing mornings, guys. Dustin, Connor, how are you guys doing? It's good. I mean, I, I like mornings. I'm, I'm good with that. The only thing is I typically we have a beer or something going. Um, I couldn't get myself to do that in the morning, uh, maybe next time, but that's the only <laughs> thing I'm missing. But yeah, the coffee is always a good play. See, that sounds pretty unlikely for both of you boys since you guys watch football on Sunday. And so I know you're not drinking coffee when there's, when there's a football game. No, so. it's, a, it's, a no fast, I, I still... it's a fast transition to coffee. And then right when that last cup is, uh, is finished, it goes straight to beer and maybe <laughs> mix in the water between, but uh, maybe. That's about it. And, and this, and uh, Michigan state, I, I watch basketball. So they play at noon, which is going to be a, <laughs> another great transition right into football. It's a, it's a good day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's a little pre-gaming well, I mean, before you just drink all day is what I'm getting. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been exactly. – uh, Ty, you asked how we were doing. But so going back, I we had our family Christmas this past week. Um, on Friday specifically, we were trying to do a, a quarantine for a little while so all the different family members could get together. So we did ours a little bit earlier. I think I might have mentioned it previously on a different episode. But um, <clears throat> that way on Christmas, all of the the – sisters-in-laws and all the other family members of uh, the different families that we've married into and all these different things can have Christmas. So with that being said, I am going to maybe have a few drinks, but Dustin, you were saying drink all day. I've been doing that all week. So I'm going to, I'm going to slowly back, back away and uh, maybe just have, I don't know, six or seven today. A little little regression (laughs) on the drinking. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What's going on with you, Dustin? uh, I've been an eventful weekend. Took Swanson to the animal hospital because he's backed up, but he looks like he's doing good now. And Swanson is my cat. Yes, thank you. No, yeah, I guess I guess probably no one would know that. Yeah, I, right. I, know, that. Like, I know that, but I don't <laughs> think people would know that. So glad he's doing well. It's always not. It's not fun sending a, an animal no. anywhere. Especially Terrible. The, yeah. Terrible, and it's just like an animal hospital is not like a normal hospital. It's kind of interesting because they require a deposit, and I'm thinking, what happens if you don't have money to take care of your animal? Yeah, you don't. You do. You can get animal insurance. Did you know that? I I did know that. I was telling Nicole about that, and I was like, "But you never really think about it until it's too late, right?" And you right, and it's only like like twenty dollars. I mean, I say only, but in the grand scheme of things, with like any bill at an animal hospital is going to be expensive if they have to do anything like besides checking them out. Um, but it's only like twenty dollars a month or something like that, and in the long run, it probably would save a decent amount of money, especially. And Swanson, you said, is only seven years old for a cat. That's pretty young. But for a dog, as they get like a bigger dog, you know, as they get a little bit older, you can get some pretty hefty bills coming on with, uh, you know, different surgeries and things like that. But yeah. anyway, oh, for sure. that is, that's good. Tyler, what about you? I saw the picture of uh, was, that was Jetta right there sitting on the couch earlier today. I think he was. Yeah, <laughs> he was all swaddled up in. Uh, in oh, yeah. It. She she looked cold. She looked cold. So she 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 looked at me. And, um, and, and for those of you who don't know Jetta, you, you may have heard her barking in previous episodes. So that is my dog. Um, but yeah, she, she was on my parents' couch this morning. Um, and she looked like she was curled up into a ball and that's normally when she's cold. So I went over there and, uh, wrapped her up in a blanket and, uh, it just looked hilarious. <laughs> so I had to take, I had to take a video. 
<laughs> she's but, like, what, uh, what is the temperature going on in here? What, are the, what does Jeff have the, the temperature set to if you're at your parents' house? Like, well, so not let you touch it. He's the, he's the classic dad. He wouldn't let you touch the, the thermostat there, would he? No. So the thing is, it's actually very comfortable in here. But in, in our house, in our house, we um, we keep it around the same temperature, but it seems warmer because our house is our house has huge vents and Jetta usually like parks right by one of those vents and it's a smaller house. So it doesn't, it doesn't take as long to heat up. And once all doors are closed in one room, it gets hot quick. And so I think Jed is just used to that. So even though the temperature of the house may be the same as what it is in my parents, it seems like it's warmer for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. At least we, I don't know. We I, I haven't asked her yet. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when she gets back. <laughs> um, we have a, kind of the opposite problem. Like I mentioned, doing all the demo and stuff like, and the house is like on the bigger side. So I try to keep the temperature down, but then we're doing all the demo. So you're down to, uh, the insulation and you know, that doesn't help. Like even the drywall, like we had plaster. So that definitely helps the insulation in the house, but we're like just trying to keep it down because it would just be blasting heat the whole time because of where we're at in the demo phase with everything open. Um, and it's not doing a, a great job of keeping the cold out. <laughs> so it's pretty cold in there. <laughs> Connor, what do you keep your house at? at? Um, so we, like I mentioned, we were gone this this week. So we actually, not to get off on a tangent, we got the Nest thermostat, which is cool yep. because we were able to leave and it Beautiful. knows like we have it connected to our All phone. of us have it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. you know, it, it moved down automatically and we moved it down into the, the mid-50s when we were gone. And then we typically have it at um at 65 is our standing oh that's a pretty tough i I keep mine anywhere between like 63 if i'm feeling if i'm feeling nice i'll turn it up 66 67 for like a moment just to warm up the house that's normally where we are at all times is 66 67 oh god yeah that's that's a warm house we we close we close a lot of the vents in the house so we can but we want to keep the vents open by the thermostat because if it's not then it just is blasting heat um yep. so if we're we don't go to the other side of the house very often um so we just try to close those and, and keep it warm enough so it doesn't blast heat and then the room that we're in for the most part is at that 65 ish temperature right around there nice. nice i can't some 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 houses that i walk into keep it at like 72 73 like it's a it's it's like mid, it's my like dad the, the or middle of summer my dad keeps it like 77 bro 77 are you serious oh my i'm not even joking it's like a wood stove and i've came in there and i've been sweating in the winter time like literally i'm like i need to be in my boxers it's so hot (laughs) but like that that's kind of the nice thing about winters you get to bundle up or whatever you can always you can always uh you know put more layers on and being too hot is something that's just way too uncomfortable especially when you're sleeping oh oh I like being cold when I sleep, but anywho. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I guess we should, we should bring up the fact that there are two things to, uh, to look forward to here in um, next few weeks. We have uh, Christmas coming up in, in a couple, in a couple weeks, actually two weeks from, is it two weeks from today? If I'm not mistaken. 12 days. 12 days. 12 days. Okay. All righty. Well, um, so, so Yes. We um we have that to look forward to, and then shortly thereafter, January thirteenth, the start date of the NHL with the fifty six game season, and that has been uh, approved, correct? Because I've seen different numbers of fifty two, fifty four. It is fifty six, right, guys? It's it's fifty six, but I haven't seen like 
anything. Maybe Dustin, you've seen it, but I haven't seen anything from the like the NHL. Uh, like Twitter or anything like that coming out making a statement or Gary Bettman or anything like that. I've, I've seen like confirmed sources saying that it's going to be 56. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything confirmed like you, Connor, yeah. but <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty sure the speculation holds pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. If enough people say it, it has, it has to be, uh, they have to set it as, as 56. So. All right. Um, well, let's keep on talking about the uh, outdoor games then. So that happens. Absolutely. Yep. The, the more the more media coverage that it gets, and and the more buzz that's that's uh, going around that topic, it's more likely to happen. So, um, but yeah, guys, uh, uh, the only confirmed division as of right now is the Canadian division, and um, I, I guess we'll start with that because I think that that's just going to be a snooze fest. That's my own opinion. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that, but I mean. When it comes to percentage, yeah. Well, when it comes to win percentage, uh, I was I was reading something. I believe it was off of it was an article from Sportsnet. They have the lowest uh, average for for win percentage out of out of the other divisions. So they actually come in ranked the worst division in in hockey. Isn't that not surprising? Not surprising. The the Canadian division. It would I just feel is so ironic and it tastes so good for an American to say that it's, it's just, it's so sweet. Just, just I, being I, a little bit better towards Canadians. I agree. Even, uh, I mean, I thought that Detroit would really bring down that percentage, but we didn't even get that low. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that the number one team in that division is, is the Oilers who I believe had 80, 83 points in 70, 70 games last season. And the Maple Leafs came in second with 81 points in 71 games or 70 games, uh, either one. But um, I think that it's really just going to be those two. I mean, can't imagine Montreal and and Ottawa are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Sure, they have Tim Stutzel and, um, you know, they have a lot of young guys. I still don't think that Ottawa is going to be any exciting team to watch. Um, I don't know. I I just – and then there's rumors going around about Patrick Laine going from the Jets. I just – I can't see that being a fun division. Fun division yeah. to watch. Well, the Battle of Alberta. I'll be watching. I'll be that tuning into all of those. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. That that is the only caveat to this whole scenario. That's the only exception. Um, obviously, the Battle of Alberta right now is is the greatest rivalry. So um, everyone and, should be tuning into that. And with with Edmonton, obviously Edmonton there, uh, both in the Battle of Alberta, but um, in the in the division is what I mean. And with that division not being great, McDavid might put up unlimited numbers. <laughs> like he just oh might score and get, I don't know, five points a game. Is that unrealistic? <laughs> I, you know what? That, that's a really good point, though. I didn't even think about that because the um, the Edmonton is normally in the. Are they in the um, Pacific or the? Uh, yeah, I think that they're normally in the, in the Pacific Division, right? I'm so bad with divisions. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at divisions either. Honestly, either either way. Well, my 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 point was they they play tough teams normally, and I think that playing against teams like uh, like Toronto, who's you know their goaltending is is not all there, and plus their I was gonna say, oh my, you read my mind, Tyler. I was literally yeah, thinking about I mean, Anderson. Their 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 offense is great, but their defense and their and their goaltending is is really where it lacks. So. 
Um, he's going to be lighting up teams like uh, the Maple Leafs. He's going to be lighting up uh, Ottawa for sure. I mean, it's going to be nice though seeing him play teams that they normally don't play that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the nice benefit, right? Is he can just see him score and have better highlights for his his whole entire career highlight film and all the divisions. Really, I mean, there's going to be random, you know, random games that you wouldn't see very often. So, I mean, for the most part, a lot of these teams are are in the division that they've been in for the past however many years since they've done. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it is it strictly divisional games? I don't know. I, I, I think I think I think it's a little bit different for so obviously, um, it would be really unfair. Obviously, Canada, the Canadian divisions cannot cross over into the United States. So because of that, I can't imagine that uh, the, the <laughs> yeah. three American divisions are allowed to play each other. I, yeah, I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. So so the only issue with that is like you said right is when you have a lot of teams like not not competitive compared towards the oilers is, is oilers just gonna walk away one a number one spot and then it kind of everyone just trickles in kind of two three i'm kind of right. curious on how that's gonna play out i mean I'm, I'm edmonton is is probably a shoe in for for the number one spot in in the canadian division with the exception of maybe maple leafs being up there at number two, I was thinking the Canucks. I, I can see, I yeah, can see the Canucks actually, kind of surprising though, everybody. Yeah, they're always in there. You're right. Yeah, the, the Canucks, the Canucks, and and Toronto are always going to be. I, I think that they're pretty much on the same level when it comes to that uh, for regular season, at least. We all know and there's, Toronto. And, and there's three the teams right there, though, Tyler. You know, that's then the division is now worth watching. And we just kind of yeah. talked ourselves into being like, okay, well, you know what? That's three well, teams kind of. <laughs> Well, no, I, I mean, saying, saying that those teams are going to be the top of the division doesn't necessarily mean that I will watch those games. Sure. I, I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan, so I'm going to watch them regard. I'm going to watch them regardless, but I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm excited that we're going to be in the same division as Chicago. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yes, you know, finally we're, we're going to rekindle an old rivalry, even though both teams are going to suck this year. Uh, it's still going to be fun to watch. Well, so going off that a little bit now that we've moved on from the the Canadian division, who who's the who's the best division? Which team do you think got shafted, or or like what's that top division where you think, man, if you're in the bottom half of that, you kind of got screwed? Who do you guys think? Well, I, I don't know. I I feel like, um, I I feel like Dallas might be screwed over because so it, guys in the original proposal, the West division was set up like this. Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, LA, Vegas, San Jose, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Eight teams, right? So per Sportsnet, we might be able to see a switch where Minnesota takes Dallas's spot, but then Dallas could then move to the Central, where they would join Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. Why why Dallas? I don't understand why they would have to move. Yeah, but the yeah, I don't. I don't get that. What I mean, are they basing it, this off of? This this was El, uh, I believe it was Elliot Friedman said. No, no, no. It, it, what are they basing the divisions off of in general? Just geographical yeah, regions. It, it's ge- proximity it's for yeah. for travel. For travel. Miles. Okay, that's what I thought too. I didn't know if there's any analytics that went into that at all. That's why I was just kind of curious. I bet there was some. I bet they had to like do a little bit, but I, they were probably handcuffed a bit with. You know, with so much they could do due to that the geographic location of where everybody's at. You know, and Tyler, right. 
In the in the West, you forgot Anaheim. I said Anaheim first before Arizona. Yeah, he did oh. say Anaheim. My bad. I didn't hear you. Run the tape back. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> but uh, but so I I believe that the reason why they're having trouble with with Dallas and and maybe what I was reading and why Elliot Friedman said Dallas would be most likely to move over to the Central is because. Minnesota, it wouldn't be fair to have St. Louis in the West Division because they would obviously be doing the most traveling, but not have Minnesota since they're pretty much right underneath each other. St. Louis, um, Minnesota is actually a little bit further west than St. Louis, but um, I I still, I don't know. Proximity-wise, yeah. yeah. That that is a weird one, though, like you're saying, though, because St. Louis is pretty far east to be in the Western Division. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's, that, it's pretty, it's pretty I, central when you think about it. So I guess. Yeah, I think that St. Louis should be in the central, and and Minnesota should be in the west because they're they're. If you look at a map directly, Minnesota is further west than than St. Louis. Or it, where are the Panthers out of again? Are they up near the Panhandle, or are they down? They're like near Miami. It's Sunrise, Florida, I believe. Oh, okay, never mind. Disregard my. My thought. I was thinking if Florida, if the Panthers were over in the Panhandle, that would be a bad move for them to be in the West either, because it's kind of St. Louis-ish. Well, I, I just for Dallas to be in the West, that makes sense. You know, they're 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 in Texas, so that would make the most sense for them to stay in the West. But um, whatever, I, I guess they're going to figure it out, and it would only be approved by the by the players and the owners. So they're, they're, they're going to be the ones that uh, are going to make the decisions on that. So we could see a switch, but that is kind of how everything is constructed right now. And yeah. obviously the Eastern teams like Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh, New York, both New York teams and yada, yada, yada. That, that's the other third. That's American the division division. I was going to go towards next, just off of my question on who do you think kind of, Got it's gonna be the best. A little bit, but well, that oh, I think I, that I, one. I think that one is the best division. But uh, like throughout all the teams there, but I just I feel bad for like you know a team like Buffalo, and I think that there's no other option for them to be where they're at. But they're kind of, I think they're kind of getting shafted a bit with you know with well, with actually, Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. <laughs> actually, Denver. though, guys, if you think about it, the West Division. If if St. Louis stays and Dallas stays, you have. You have a powerhouse in in Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, and Dallas. Those are four really, really good teams. And so I'm I'm not sure if if that East Division would necessarily be the best. I guess you know obviously they still have Boston and and Washington well, and. Well, I think I, I guess what I was more meaning is that they have a gauntlet. I don't think that there's a team in there that's a like like a team that just will lay over. You know. Because right. there's yeah. is there a single like winnable game every single time you go to like someone's barn? You know, you're just like, okay, well, there's a there's a good chance that we're going to win this game. And I think that in the East, there's not really a team that you're like, you know, for for the the Central, for instance, you know, you have a few teams there that like are not very good, or you have a few teams that are very good. I, I mean, Buffalo, and, Buffalo New and New Jersey, yeah, yeah, exactly. but Buffalo and New Jersey on paper though are terrible. Like when it, when you look at the rest of that that Eastern Division. With well, Boston, I don't think, New York, but I don't think Philly. Buffalo is like. I don't know. I don't think that every they play. I just don't think they're in the same echelon of the of the bad bad teams. Like I know on paper, like possibly. I would agree with that. But they they they're, they're competitive. Yeah, they're competitive every time, which is more that that 
that gauntlet type where you're like, geez, this is just a hard division, no matter where. And maybe I, I definitely, I definitely see your point. point. I, I, I see what you I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but um, oh, no, um, I'm excited for this. This is cool. It's new. Like I, you know, we've been out uh, for us specifically. You know, obviously the playoffs feel March. Like, yeah, it's playoffs feel like forever ago even though it really hasn't been that long um but you know it's nice to talk about something new and it gives us something else to watch with new i'll call it you know rivalries but really just new teams playing each other on a consistent basis for a a nice little sprint of 56 games yeah i mean we also have world juniors coming up though absolutely and Mm -hmm. we have how many seven prospects that are that are confirmed in the world juniors for the red wings yeah, so, mostly for Team Sweden, but yeah. yeah. Team Sweden yeah. alone is the Red Wings. Is the Red Wings, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm excited to watch that. And I am excited Me to, too. you know, the, the mouth breathers that say that this is going to be a stupid season coming up. You know what? No one's forcing you to watch it. So if you don't feel like, like watching, then Why? don't. I Why think it's going to be season? a lot of a lot of people are saying that because everything is changing and uh, I, I don't really know exactly their, their, uh, their reasoning behind it. And I don't care to, because anyone who just says that without any verification as to why, then I'm, I'm not going to ask. So, so uh, my, my response to those people, would you rather not have hockey or would you rather it be like some of the ECHL teams that are just going to say, hey, you know what? No fans. We're just not going to have. Not you know, gonna play this which, year. Yeah, which, which nothing against them. I understand it. They're really gate driven. But point being is they found a solution. Quit being a little baby. Watch hockey or don't. I don't care. I think it's a pretty good solution, to be honest. I don't think this is like in the same uh, like what we were talking about last time where it's so different. You're in a bubble. There's no traveling. There's all these different things. Like this is still real hockey. The They're playing real teams. Like this is, Yeah. Yeah. I think it actually works out really well. I haven't heard too much, you know, bad mouthing on it. Like, I don't know what you're saying, Tyler, where there's always a few people, but I think for the most part, people sound pretty happy about it. I mean, well, there are the the hockey fans like us who we just want to see hockey. Give give us our hockey back. I don't care if it's in a bubble. I don't care if – just give me hockey, you know. Yeah. Um, that's all we care about. There are some people that, that are bitching about, uh, you know, oh, I can't believe it's a 56-game season. We need a full 82. Shut up. Just stop. They, 82 games is, is a long best. season anyways. Right. And, you know, this is the best situation that could have come out of – being dealt a shitty hand in my opinion. Yeah. So and, it, and it's long enough to, to find out who the good teams are too. to like what you're yep. saying. Exactly. That it's not, it's not 35 games. It's not even 40 or whatever, but it, you know, if you're Your a team can just games, go on a tear. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is a reason we'll, we'll get the best teams and the best team will win the, the cup. I agree. Absolutely. Well, and so uh, guys, I wanted to bring this up too. And, and we, once everything is, is set in stone, once we get a little bit closer to the season, we're going to have an episode probably where we give our predictions and, and whatnot and, you know, who's going to be the winner of each division, um, so on and so forth. Uh, and I also would like to add who each one of our, like, there's going to be a category called the ass tattoo category mm. where it's, it's a fringe team that could make playoffs, but has absolutely no chance of making, making the cup. As I said with the Montreal Canadiens, they were my ass tattoo team. If they won the Stanley Cup, I'm getting 
an ass. I'm getting an ass tattoo. So you guys don't actually have to do it. I'm just saying. I can tell you. I can tell you, but it's almost kind of like a like a double edged sword. My team. Who? Detroit. Oh. Well, they, I don't <laughs> think they're going to be competitive team. in the playoffs, though. That's what hey, I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They could be a French team. Have you not heard Hugh? He's all about it. He's he, he's all about they're going to the playoffs this year. Yeah, well. Yeah, how how, how reputable is, is that thought? Uh, Well, not really that reputable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, our most trusted source, Hugh. <laughs> Uh, that's not good boys that's our most trusted source yeah no it's, it's not that that's why i said it um <laughs> no, and usually when when he says like he he says that uh we're easily going to be fourth in, div- in the division this year he said that uh oh it's going to be yeah he, he says we need to get huge picks we need to get huge picks they're the most off the wall shit i've ever heard in my life i know but the thing is um he'll be like right on one of them and he'll take that to the bank and he oh, will I know. never, ever let you forget about it. Hey, do you not remember the whole uh, oh, highway yeah. signs? I know. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> trust yep. trust so, me. But moving on um, into – well, first of all, was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss regarding the uh, regarding the divisions or anything? No. Nope. All right. So I looked up a couple of different articles on possible line combinations for the Red Wings and – I think that all three of us are in agreement that there are at least two lines that are locks. First line being Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Mantha. And second line being Fabri, Nemesnikov, and Bobby Ryan. Would you guys agree with that or disagree? Uh, I would agree. I think the second line is interchangeable. Yeah, I think the second line has more wiggle room. But I think that for the most part, those those will be on the – because I can't really see too many of those guys moving down to the third line. So it don't look like you're left with that second line, which I think is actually a pretty good line. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah the, the second one, and, and and I think that really hinges on Domestikov. I mean, with him being there, that that's a huge bonus. Absolutely. Agreed. So, but the that first line, can we can we agree that that's probably going to be uh, that's most likely a lock? For yeah, for the, at least at least for this next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Until, unless they you know shit the bed and they need to change it after twenty games. Right. So let, let me. Um, so I, I viewed multiple uh, articles, and obviously lines three and four had a couple guys that were kind of just thrown in there in the mix. So uh, there were at least the majority of the articles had these variations of lines three and four. Line three, they had Svechnikov on the left wing, Sam Gagne centering, and Zadina on the right wing, and the fourth line had left wing, uh, I'm sorry, Helm at left wing, Philpola at center, and Glenn Denning for right wing. Do you guys like that third and fourth line? Do you, what would you like to see differently? I, I like the fourth line. I think that they they play well on uh, on both ends of the ice, You know, preferably on the, the defensive side. I think if they can get through the season being not minus 30, <laughs> each one of them, um, you know, the, the really they're the third and fourth line for the most part is trying to get on the ice, eat up minutes and knock it, not get scored against. If they can get a goal here and there, then that's all good news. But the, the main point of those lines are to, to eat up minutes of, uh, of the opposing team. Um, and, and I think that those lines would do that, uh, especially with, with Helm and Glenn Denning having that, 
that speed and some of the leadership coming from Filippola and just being smart, hopefully, you know, trying to be smart players there. Um, I, I, you know, there's not too much movement I could see uh, back and forth there. So overall, I think that's kind of what it's going to end up being. Um, and there's a few extras that you can throw in there with, with Nielsen, right? And, and what Ernie is there as well, I think. I, I Rasmussen. think that, yeah, Rasmussen. Well, I, I think, I don't know if, uh, I mean, Rasmussen is going to probably be coming up and down. I, I don't know if he's going to be making this roster with, see, um, I don't think, I don't, th- I don't see Snetchikov making the roster to be honest. That's why I kind of, that's why I, 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 I wrote a question mark around there too, because I, I can't see that happening either. Um, that's my thing. I, I see Rasmussen being more, not not necessarily in that third line, but he fits better on that third line chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I see him before Snetchikov making the lineup, hands down. Yeah, yeah I, I think the third line I has the too. most question marks, and I think you're the most interchangeable there. You don't want to bring somebody up and have him on the fourth line first off, and then um, I think uh, yeah, like you said. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of that lineup a little bit more and who they could bring in. But I think there's the most wiggle room on that line on the third line. This this is the this is the year for Sveshnikov. It's make or break. Oh, 100 percent. If he cracks if he cracks the lineup, then he's he has to stay healthy and he has to he has to produce. Back down. I, I I believe that um, Steve Eisenman's probably going to want to move on from him. Yeah, if he, if he if he he we don't need a two way AHL NHL player with, with Smetchikov. So if he doesn't stay up in the NHL, I do not see him like you're saying, Tyler getting resigned next year. What what is happen. he? Isn't he? He's probably what twenty twenty three. Uh, I want to say he's a little older. Isn't he the older Smetchikov? He is the older Smetchikov. Yeah, but I don't. Um, hold on. I actually had the roster up. Let's see here. Well, it's kind of funny because he's not on the actual roster, so maybe I don't have him. While you're doing um, it, Kenny you is a 96. He's a 24 year old. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is this is going to be it. Um, I mean he he's played he's played you know towards the end of some seasons with us, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. 19 overall. Yeah. It, it, you know what? He he had he had some promise for us and then he just couldn't stay healthy. Which is it's a sad thing. It's it's not a, you never you never obviously hope for that to happen. You hope for for the guy to stay healthy and and produce for us, but if he's not doing the latter then um you got to move on. Plain and simple, right. but uh, so I, I saw that Adam Ernie and friends Nielsen will be scratched uh, for a good majority of, of the season. There'll be a lot of healthy scratches and, um, and then moving on into defense guys, this is, I, I, I don't believe that any of these lines are set in stone with defense. You can jumble the lines and I feel like they'd all pretty much be the same. The only thing I disagree with guys, they don't have cider on this list. I saw that too. I've, I've looked at a few and I didn't see him up there even really mentioned as like a, a probable or possible yeah. person to throw in there. So we have for first line D, uh, DeKaiser and Hronik. Second line, we have uh, Stahl and Nemeth. Okay. And third line is John Merrill and Troy Stetcher. Yeah. Hmm. I've seen I've seen Stahl and Hronik uh, in uh, 
and Nemeth. To Kaiser and, and Nemeth. And, yeah. Well, even, yeah. I, I've seen. I, that's why I'm saying that none of these are going to be set in stone. Yeah. No, I I agree, and I kind of worried on the back end to be honest. I think that you know without having Mo there um, or even listed really, it's like with it with the D how they are with that what with the names you've been reading. I think that it'd be irresponsible to not play around with those a little bit more throughout yeah. the season. Well, you know, because what... it's going to be a time where we need to figure out some of these guys. They need to be thrown in the fire a bit, and this is a a good season. It's a shortened season. Get these guys some minutes. Let's figure out what we have and then move on. Yep. So on the cider thing, Tyler, the only thing I can think of is that he is playing over in the SHL. On, uh, that's and and the, he has he's his contract is through the season. So do you know when their season ends? I do not. Yeah. So that's the only stipulation. That's the only thing I can think of of why he's not on that. But I thought we could recall him back if we wanted. No, nope. with the contract. I don't that's think what I so. Too. I, 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 I read yeah, a couple different sure. articles stating that like the SHL is like one of the weird ones. Like they don't, they're not inter- interested in like having people play if they're going to leave mid season. I could be wrong. I'm not a contract person nor I, I, this is what I've read. So if that's true, that's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise I don't know why he wouldn't play. Um, and with the DeKaiser thing, like I mentioned, if he stays healthy, I, I he is a good defenseman. Nothing wrong with the Kaiser, but again, he's mm-hmm. got to stay healthy. Hopefully, we see him opening lineup, opening day. Uh, I read an article saying he's he's feeling better, so we'll see. Yeah, and and I don't know anything about Eric Stahl's history with health and uh, John Merrill's history for health, but um, you know, I I would imagine that Cider will be in the lineup at some point. Maybe not for the full eight eight to 10 games, whatever it is for needed to, to burn your, your ELC or whatever, but, um, or at least become a rookie. Uh, I don't think he'd be coming up for the full eight to 10 games, but I believe that at some point during the season, they're, they're definitely going to want a, a look at their, um, at their, you know, number, number six overall defense when they drafted in 2019. <clears throat> So, so in order to loan players to the SHL, the NHL teams have to agree to leave them there for the season. So, uh, yeah, so he would not be eligible to be recalled in time for training camp. But I don't know how long the SHL season is and when it ends. Okay, so, so I was you, right. It's, to, it's, it's expected to commence after Christmas. So, you know, I think that he'll be there. He's not going to be back in time to be there for training camp and any of the, the things we have in the preseason. Um, but he should be able to be back right after to to jump in. And luckily, he's playing in a high league right now where it's not like he's missing time or falling behind. Do you think that that could, sir, that could actually end up boding well for him, though? Because uh, oh, yeah. if he is playing right now, I mean you know that the that, that scouts and, and the organization is watching him. So it's almost like this is his training camp. So even though he may not be able to make it back, do you think that that would, that that would hold him back from, from actually making the roster? I, I guess I don't know the, uh, I guess I don't know the, the rules and stipulations on that, but. I mean, no, I don't think I, it'll hold him back. I think he's probably hold it back either. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. Like we, like you mentioned, like we've been able to, when I say we, I mean the Red Wings and, in the scouts and everything they've been able to watch him they apparently he's doing really well from everything that i've read um their team i think is in first place right now and he's a, a pretty good piece in that team um getting points getting drawing penalties uh doing things like that so i think he's 
you know, from what, again, from what I'm reading, I haven't seen anything. seems like he's doing really well and he'll probably come back and get some, get some ice time. And, uh, and really, I know, I, I feel like every, t- every year for all these guys, we push it out another year, but man, in the next season, the, the 21, 22, I think that would be the next season, right? I guess I don't know how they're, they're calling it. If this one is just the 21 season, but for the following season, he should be a, a, a on the top line or like the top four D man. And I think it'd be, you know, unless something really happened, um, then he wouldn't be there. But I think it's good for him. He's going to be playing. He's playing with high talent right now. He can't come back for training camp, but you really, it's only a couple weeks. You're not going to build that chemistry in a couple weeks. So it, I think it's good. Yeah. And, and from, from what I've been reading, he's been, he's been doing very well. Um, and he's played with a few different D partners too. So that's a good sign that he's not just doing well with one. Um, so he's being shifted around playing on the power play unit, uh, here and there, but, um, but yeah, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens in, uh, in the next month or so. But, um, so those are the possible line combinations. Obviously, uh, I think that the only lock is, is really the, the first line, maybe the second line. But everything else is kind of up, up for grabs. Yep, and, and uh, actually, real, real quick, Tyler. So I said in yeah. after Christmas, so I was mistaken there. So training camp is expected to commence after Christmas. The oh, training. Team, yep. So the SHL, which makes sense. The SHL, because um, I was looking at Valeno too, and he. So Cider's on the first place team. Valeno's on the last place team. So he could be able to come back in uh, in March, which sounds like when the SHL season would end. But with uh, with Cider being on the first place team, we probably wouldn't get him back till after their playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. w- you know, which sounds like that starts in March. So you know, yeah, I don't know, April, May, yeah. somewhere around then. He's, Ring he's one up, Dustin one. Wainwright. <laughs> I didn't Very hear anything yeah. about that. I was, was away from my computer. Must have not not heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, Valeno's another one that has to have another another good season in the A. Um, and I don't know. He, he's another one that I, I really have have high hopes for. Uh, he, he only I think this was his second season in um, in the AHL, so he's got to he's got to have another another good season to crack the roster. How do you do last um, year? I just don't have his points up. If you guys know offhand, I'm assuming you don't know. His let points, me. But. Oh, yeah, he, has, can, he has 23 I, points in 54 games in the A last year. Um, mm-hmm. In the SHL right now, he's got nine points in 19 games. Um, but again, he so he's been on with the SHL. He's been on the last place team. He's minus 11. I, I the plus minus is tough being on bad teams. Um, in the for the Griffins, he was minus 25 in 54 as games. As we all saw with uh, with Double A, Philpola, all those guys being on the wing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Double A is Edmonton's problem. <laughs> okay, he he racked. He, the reason he won the green jacket from Mike Commodore was, was because, because of Edmonton. Of, uh, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? I guess we can chalk it up to it being still Ken Holland's fault because hey! it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but I wanted to move on into projected captains and assistants. So oh um, god. So. <laughs> Have we Larkin, not done this? Well, no. I mean, we, we've we've talked about it, but now now that the roster is, is pretty much set, now that we have you know Bobby Ryan, Nemesnikov in, uh, 
the stage is set for, for 2021. I think Larkin ends up with the C. Now, I wanted to ask you guys. So last year, the three assistants, because we didn't have a captain, uh, were Franz Nielsen, Larkin, and Glenn Denning. So with Larkin, in my opinion, Larkin is captain. I can't see any reason why they would give the A to Nielsen. Um, yeah, he's a veteran. But if you're being scratched, it's hard to lead a team when you're taking stats from the bench. Um, I believe that Glenn Denning could keep his A, but I think that there's going to be a new assistant captain in Tyler Bertuzzi. I think I, I'm. I don't even think Glenn. Den- well, I guess I'd be fine with Glenn Denning keeping the A, but you got other. You have other other veterans right now that can get an A for a season or two. That can that can help. First of all, a new captain, hopefully being Larkin. Um, and I, I just don't see the need to have Glenn Denning there just because it's a face that Red Wings fans know, but I, I don't really see what the benefit of having him having an A would be. I it's, mean, it, it's all about the leadership in, in the locker room and, and out of it. And, and we don't really see that much of it, I, I guess, but, um, I mean, he well, for was, sure, but you have all these other guys now that came in, you know? Right. Right. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I could see, with Glenn Denning, I don't. Th- I'm indifferent about it. I mean, I'm kind of like where where you are. I could still see him being an assistant captain, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he if if they gave it to someone else. I just don't know who that third one would be. That's why I'm saying Larkin is captain. Bertuzzi, I think, is going to be a new assistant. Um, and Dude, I, I just don't know any any new guy know. coming in. Any like like Stahl or or Bobby Ryan or anything like that. Mm. Or anybody on the D side? I I could see maybe even a guy like Sam Gagne. Yeah, or Gagne. Thinking, yeah, exactly. Some 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 guy like that that's been through the ring or been on different teams now, and uh, could come in and just kind of he commands those guys command leadership coming into a room, not in a way that like hey I'm a loud voice and everything, but just the presence. You you know the name, been in the NHL for a long time, a, a guy that players respect all around the league. And again, like you have a, a hopefully a first year captain that's I don't say he'll need the help, but kind of just like these other guys have had a lot of captains throughout their career and they know good versus bad, what to do and kind of different style, leadership. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, it might be some benefit there where the other guys have just been they've only been with the Red Wings and for the most part only been on bad Red Wings teams. So <laughs> <laughs> Right. But yeah, I, so Dustin, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I know that you and I have discussed before that Bertuzzi has has earned the A, um, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on everything too. So just to be a spiteful asshole, I'd laugh if if they held off again with Larkin, but no, I, I'm pretty sure he's getting the C this year. Um, yeah. The only person I could think that might be able to scoop an A might be DeKaiser, but again kind of goes with the whole yeah you know just for someone on a defensive defensive mind um possibly but he's got the uh he's got a big year coming up contract wise and like if he's even going to be here in the in the coming years so it's like just either still different than the nielsen incident right i mean nielsen sitting on the bench that's the whole thing i mean if he's healthy he's playing i I was just you know i I can just see that happening him being a veteran Mm -hmm. for the, the red wings themselves for sure you got to progress, you know, maybe not progress, but just play how people have seen him play on a more consistent basis. I, 
I could just see Eiserman not wanting to put added pressure on him and saying, "Hey, do your job out there. You can then, you know, we'll ex- get this contract going and we can talk next year, or whatever." But yeah, no, that's a good point. I could, I could see that too. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting to see Mantha with an A, but that'd be kind of a, a weird line. A C, two two A's and a C on one line. I don't think that'd be. That's why I think that they won't do it. Um, and and Mantha is a he's obviously a powerhouse with uh, with production and, and everything like that. Um, but that doesn't always translate over to leadership. Um, so yeah, you, I, you hear mixed things leadership wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, yeah that goes back to what I you're saying, Tyler. Like we don't know how it is in the locker room, you know. So exactly. it could be a good fit, but you just have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know that there have been articles before. It, it took Mantha a while to get into the into the league due to some alleged, you know, um, some problems that that he had, like with his attitude or you know cockiness or mm-hmm. whatever it was. That was a few years back, but. Um, I don't know. Okay, I have no problem with change. that. Like I, I, I don't have a problem with cockiness and thinking like you're good enough to be in the league. But that, and if you if you're a player that wants that and, and thrives off of it, great. But sometimes that always that doesn't always translate to being in a leadership role. So he might not. I'm sure he would want it. This is a stupid thing to say to that he might not want it, but he might just say, "I don't really care. I'm going to go out and produce. I don't need that. I don't need that extra role. Um, let me put up numbers and let's move forward." Yeah. Yep, I, I I would agree with that. But um, Dustin, do you think it's pretty much a, a surefire thing about Bertuzzi getting the A? No. Yeah, I don't. In all honesty, I, I I'd like I'd like to say yes, but with again that the whole contract thing has me on edge. I know that's stupid, but I I'd be more I'd be more likely to see Mantha with the A um, than than Bertuzzi next season. Yeah, I think the contract does because if he signed a longer term deal i would say yes i would think that it would be it would make a lot of sense to have him have the a or give him the a um but right now with things that he's proving he's betting on himself he's and doing all these different things that i think it makes sense for him to possibly not have it or, or i guess i could see why they would possibly not give it. it to him yeah to to prove it and honestly you don't like i keep going back like having an a or a c People that haven't been, and again, I don't know how the NHL locker rooms work, but I have been on other teams and played at a you know a decent level. But there's a lot of added things that you have to do with those letters. It's not just on the ice and in the locker room. I mean, you're doing a lot of other stuff that that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. You're talking with coaches, you're meeting with the team on a regular basis. You're in the locker room, leading meetings and things like that. It's a lot. And, and if you're not don't up be- if you want to bet on yourself, then maybe you don't want it for a year while you can get that under wrap. Don't be too humble, Connor, because uh, a, a lot a lot of people don't actually know that you did don the sea uh, for for <laughs> in high school. That, yes, exactly. Hey, it doesn't matter what, at what level; yeah, it's still I'll leadership. Take it, take it. So, yeah, hundred percent. I, I would say in high school, though, it, yeah, it is different. You kind of get the every year; it's a little bit more. You know, when you have a team, when you're in middle school, you're playing travel hockey. The C is something that's strictly in the locker room and on the ice. In high school, maybe it's a little bit more where you give a, you get a little bit more responsibility. In juniors, I think that's a huge step. If you have a, if you have a letter there, um, and juniors in college and things like that, if you have a letter there, you're expected to take on a bigger role on and off the ice. Um, and a coaches they take a little bit of a backseat. And you hear when you talk to NHL guys, just in like listening to interviews and stuff, a lot of them they're not having 
these full-on conversations with with coaches all the time you hear a lot of quiet coaches and and a lot of it's just like in practice and stuff because they do give a ton of responsibility to those leadership those leaders in the locker room um and i don't think that a lot of the you know the casual watchers realize that so it's a big deal 100 percent. i mean you have to have that motivation within right you can't just have the coach screaming at you let's go let's go you have that person that you look up to and you know when they're performing you want to perform alongside with them so that's a good point connor well i um yeah it's you have to imagine that if if i mean the uh if the season starts actually today's the 13th so it starts in a month but um, one month. I got super excited for that. Yeah. So but, real um, quick, ju- Junior starts on Christmas Day. Woo! So don't so don't forget Junior. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then, um, yeah. So I would imagine that they would be making these uh, decisions as far Fairly as captain soon. assistance. Yeah, pretty soon. So, well, uh, stay tuned. In the next few months, we will obviously be. Uh, we'll, we'll be letting everyone know what the news is. We probably won't be breaking it, but who knows? Dustin has has his ways of, of being first, and he's done it before. So, um, so yeah, uh, fellas, anything else? No, no. I think let's get the puck out of here. See you boys next week. Peace. See you next week.